there, I'm Sarah, your natural endometriosis expert. Welcome to my podcast. This is the place to be for information, advice and tips on managing your endometriosis naturally. I've been managing my own endo now successfully for about 20 years and I've been running my own therapy business since 2008, helping others to do the same. If you're curious to cut through all the noise and rubbish that's out there and learn the key to managing endometriosis with minimal reliance on drugs and surgery, then this is the only podcast you'll need. Let's get started. Hello there. So in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about endometriosis and work. Um, This is the first of a few podcasts that we're going to do to look at this topic because it's quite a big topic and for people who are struggling with endometriosis at work, it can look very different to how endometriosis presents in your home life. Um, different situations, different scenarios, and even potentially different symptoms as well. That's not unusual. So we'll be doing a few of these podcasts with the aim of helping you reduce your symptoms at work, manage your work with your symptoms, whether you're in constant pain or whether you're having symptoms constantly, whether you have flare-ups or whether you're just living with the threat of flare-ups hanging over your head. We'll give you top tips in terms of how to manage it at work. And what we also want to do is give you some practical tips for managing your situation at work so protecting yourself in the workplace a couple of things to mention everything that I talk about in this podcast is going to be relating to UK law Um, I'm not a lawyer I'm not in any way legally trained um, but this is just from my experience so do make sure that you seek your own legal advice as well if you are faced with any of the topics that we talk about um, that we talk about today There are some fabulous free resources. ACAS in the UK are um, brilliant in terms of workplace support um, and Citizens Advice also can give you some some advice as well. Or if you want a free consultation with myself to chat through your specific situation um, and for some tailored support as well, then that's possible. Also, just to mention at this point that um, the bulk of my business now is going into other companies to talk about endometriosis and related conditions. So if you feel that your workplace does need some awareness raising, if your managers do need some training around endo, what it looks like, what it feels like and how to manage staff who've got endo, how to support staff who've got endo, then please do drop me a line um, because I'm loving that aspect of my job and just educating people on, on how endo can impact so that's the plug over with on with the podcast proper so yeah this first podcast we're going to be looking just quickly at the basics around endometriosis at work so the basics around protecting yourself and what it means when you have to go to work when you've got endometriosis now it depends very much on the sort of job you have in terms of the impact that endo will have. So I've worked with HR companies who support hairdressers, who support desk workers, who support manual people, who support manual staff. And the impact that endo has very much depends on the, the role that those individuals are taking. Um, I've also worked with um, one particular client who I'm thinking about, current client at the minute, um, works on construction sites, which presents its own challenge. But no matter where you work, you're still going to have potentially challenges with your endometriosis. So the first thing to really encourage you to do is to tell your employer that you have endometriosis. Now, for some people, this isn't a problem. For some people, they will disclose it right at the earliest stage, at the application stage. Other people are a bit more reluctant. They're a bit more guarded about what's going on with their health. There is no right right or wrong answer. And however you feel is, is completely valid. The only thing I would say 
is um, that in UK law, at any rate, endometriosis can and does fall within the parameters of a disability. So it is a long-term health condition for which there is no cure, no known cure at the minute in terms of Western medicine. Um, And the symptoms can have um, severe and debilitating impact on your ability to do your day-to-day chores. So that definitely defines uh, a disability. So the first thing to do um, in terms of uh, work is to tell your employer that you do have endometriosis. Now, I'm not suggesting that you will ever have any problems with your employer. I'm sure your employer is lovely. But if it ever did come to it, if you ever were in trouble because of your absence or because of anything else, then them knowing that you have endometriosis puts an emphasis on your employer to look at reasonable adjustments. If your employer doesn't know you have endometriosis, then that responsibility doesn't exist. Now, there are other things around this, and this is why legal advice is always is always um, recommended. But the bottom line is, if your employer doesn't know you have endo or a, a similar condition, then they are under no obligation to make any reasonable adjustments. Now, reasonable adjustments don't have to be huge, but they can be huge. But the responsibility falls on the employer to do to, to make those adjustments if they know you have endo and if your endo is beginning to impact on your ability to do your job. Now, I'm in, of the firm belief that endometriosis should not impact on anybody's ability to do their job if the working environment is right, if the working environment is supportive enough then there shouldn't be a significant impact on your ability to do your job. But the first step is your employer's awareness of your condition. Now, like I say, I've worked with people who work from home. I've worked with people who have desk jobs in the office. I've worked with people on construction sites, in salons, in in beauty parlours. And for all of those people, the impact for their endometriosis is completely different. Some people were able to manage their symptoms uh, and, and turn up at work. Some people couldn't because of the pain some people the bloating was so bad there are ways I've I've worked with employers to get around and to support their staff who are increasingly becoming debilitated and to support them during these flare-ups so there is no um there's no one-size-fits-all approach but the one-size-fits-all approach that I would say is to tell your employers if you're comfortable doing so now who you tell and when you tell them is entirely up to you. My recommendation would always be to have it somewhere in your file. So if you tell them at the recruitment stage, it's on your file, it'll be in writing. If you tell them when you get the job, again, it's on your file. You can tell your line manager, you can tell HR, or you can tell somebody else who you trust within the, within within your company, within your organisation. There was a legal case recently, and this wasn't around endometriosis, it was actually around menopause, but there was a legal case recently where um, where somebody had actually told their colleagues that they were struggling with, with menopause. And the legal debate was whether telling a colleague was sufficient enough to represent the organisation as a whole. Um, even then, so again, it's open to interpretation as all legal challenges are. Um, I think in this case, it was determined that, yes, she she had told people. And so the company should have been aware. They didn't pass that information on. The colleague didn't pass that information on. That colleague was higher in terms of job position than she was. 
um, so was aware of the situation, was aware of her of her health and didn't pass that on. So in 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 terms of that legal um, that legal question, then that bar- that uh, that was met, um, that legal condition was met. So tell somebody if you can put it in writing because that removes any he said he said she said um, kind of scenario. But do have it on your file that you have endometriosis, and it's tempting. And I've I've been there. Um, I've been in the position where I haven't told anybody because I wasn't I hadn't wanted to. With all the period shame and the the shame and the frustration and the anger and the worry that comes with endometriosis, I didn't want it to to go against me. So I I did hide it for a number of years, and then as I sort of became more familiar with it and and became a little bit more militant um when i was in the world of applying for jobs i did used to disclose it at the application stage it's entirely up to you how you feel comfortable disclosing it but that's the one thing i would say is try and disclose it if you can to somebody who is in a position to do something about it if needs be and like i say do that in writing there's a big thing you'll see on social media, and I do try and challenge it whenever I can. And I would urge you to do the same if you feel comfortable challenging people um, who, who rule out this rhetoric. But there is there is a rhetoric that um, that endometriosis impacts work. Um, and it's very much, in my view, victim shaming. And I don't like to use the word victim in terms of endometriosis, but just to coin the phrase victim shaming. Whenever I see posts on social media saying X amount of weeks per year lost to endometriosis, I get so mad because that's implying that endometriosis or the person with endometriosis is going to be off work for a certain amount of time when actually the problem tends to sit with the employer. As an employer... Employers have duties of care to their staff. If you are good at your job and you can do your job, then your employer should support you to be able to do your job to the best of the ability, your ability, which includes reasonable adjustments. Now, we'll talk about reasonable adjustments when it comes to specific issues in later podcasts. But in general, reasonable adjustments can be things like flexible working. So by flexible working, that can be anything from having to... Um, so if you're, if you're struggling with symptoms in the morning, just go in a little bit later or working from home if you're really struggling to go in. Now, for some people, that isn't practical. Um, the construction site worker I was talking about, her her boss, as soon as he was made aware of, of her issues, he looked at the rotor and he made sure that when she needed to, she was on sites with proper toilet facilities um, and proper proper facilities that that could support her needs rather than on huge construction sites that 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 weren't properly going to to meet the needs that she had at that time so it doesn't necessarily mean massive changes to your working environment either um, but it's important that you look at the symptoms and how it's impacting and then we can come up with solutions that are tailored to you and again like i say it's very very pertinent to the situation and the environment that you're working in if you don't have that sort of environment that's flexible then that's another issue and that's when it's really advisable to talk to somebody like citizens advice or go to a solicitor for a free session um if it is impacting now i'm not suggesting you get all militant straight away um but quite often it's good to know where you stand and and your and your your rights and your employer's obligations before like at the start of anything so that if something escalates you know exactly where you are so 
that's the bottom line. Legally, in the UK at any rate, employers have a duty of care to you. And if they know that you have a condition like endometriosis, then it is their legal obligation to support you as best they can to make your working environment one that you can thrive rather than having to take all these eight weeks or whatever it is these, these memes on social media would have us believe. So if you have endometriosis or anything like this, it's really important to recognise that fact, to recognise that it doesn't make you less of a person, it doesn't make you any less good at your job. If you are struggling to meet the demands of your employer because of your endo, then it's your employer's responsibility to make sure that that impact is minimal, as long as they know you have endometriosis. So I hope that helps. Like I say, if you do want me to come into your workplace, I am, everything I do is on Zoom, so I can, I can, no matter where you are, I've got clients all over the world so um, no matter where you are I can I can come in and, and do some training and awareness raising at your workplace or if you want to talk through your specific situation as well please do give me a shout we'll look at specific symptoms specific reasonable adjustments in some podcasts in coming weeks they're not going to be consecutive weeks they'll be interspersed so if this is of interest to you please do keep an ear out and if it's not of interest to you don't worry it's not going to be clogging up your podcast feed for the next few weeks wherever you are in the world wherever you are with your endometriosis journey on that something else we're going to be looking at as well we're going to be looking at people who are not yet diagnosed but who are going through that journey and also sort of issues around fertility and IVF as well we're going to be touching on those in the next few weeks so if you are no matter where you are in your endometriosis journey if you are diagnosed or if you're on your diagnosis pathway then um, hopefully there will be something of interest okay hi I hope you have a fabulous week take care and as always any feedback is gratefully received Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can also leave a review too to help spread the word to managing endometriosis naturally to as many people as possible. That is my mission. And if this podcast has inspired you to take the next step to managing your own endometriosis successfully, then please head over to my website, naturalendometriosisexpert.com to see different ways of working with me to bring that dream of living without endometriosis one step closer or for less than the price of a posh coffee a month you can also become a patron to this podcast and get access to a load more endometriosis resources as well as my monthly endometriosis clinic question and answer session see you next time